everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so happy you are joining us. Today, we welcome our special guest, Lori Lonsdorf. She's the Regional Director of the Michigan Small Business Development Center located at Lansing Community College here in Lansing, Michigan. Good morning, Lori. How are you? I'm great, Teddy. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, yes, thank you. Did I get your title in that? You uh, got it perfect. And most people don't. So I appreciate that. Thanks for the call out to Lansing Community Air College. They are our, our wonderful host. Yeah, I've been in your office several times, so I thought I better make sure I mentioned that. <laughs> okay, so again, welcome to the podcast, Lori, and thank you for joining us today on Teddy Talks. Yeah. So who is Lori and what should our listeners need to know about you? Well, um, I'm going to say that I is I have a background that's just ideal for the work I'm doing now. I used to have a marketing consultancy in Seattle, and I I'm I kind of fell into business ownership, or or it really found me. And uh, at the you know at the height of the tech boom, I had an opportunity to quit a job in a technical writing uh, agency, and then people started sending me projects. And eventually, I thought, hey, I I should hang a shingle. And uh, I called my business persuasive communications. I did a lot of marketing, writing, content writing, marketing strategy, and I found a unique way to market myself as the princess of persuasion. And I helped a lot of companies. I helped some really big ones, big behemoths like Boeing. I worked on some uh, projects for the 787 Dreamliner, but I mostly worked with small businesses. Um, I, I'm going to say a lot of solopreneurs and, and, and really small businesses um, who just needed help, you know, finding their voice and promoting themselves. Uh, but then the Great Recession hit, and uh, I kind of got chewed up and spit out in terms of being a business owner. It was it was pretty it was pretty tough. So I came back to the Lansing region where I had um, gone to high school here previously. Came back to see old friends, and um, uh, you know found my way to the SBDC. And I started as the senior consultant and I uh, was consulting maybe with, you know, 10 or so different businesses a week. I think I've met with around 1600. I've tallied it up. Um, and uh, about a year ago during the pandemic, I stepped up to the regional director's position. Yeah, you know, Lori, thank you so much. Perfect for time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, forever now, I'm going to have to refer to you as the princess of persuasion. Oh, many do. <laughs> I thought I, I thought that would yeah, I would leave that behind, but I'm like, wait, you know, it, it really fits in some in some cases, and and people still enjoy it. I, I no longer have a website, so you can't see me in the sparkly tiara that I did used to wear networking. Yeah, you really need to trademark that. I love that. So, <laughs> so again, thanks for sharing that. Um, so, you know, I you know take the liberty to do light stalking, and mm -hmm. I love the quote that I found on your website from a Sean Gartland, a feast gourmet kitchen shop. He said, "You can't Google everything. When you need to talk with an expert, that's where the SBGC comes in." Can you please expand on what this actually means and how your services can assist those starting a new business to be successful? Yeah, so when somebody starts a business, they're usually doing it because they have uh, a passion or techno technical expertise. And, um, you know, let's say that person loves to cook, they have some experience uh, 
working in a restaurant, but they've never owned one. And so um, we help them fill in a lot of those gaps. You know, we, we walk them through step-by-step what they need, kind of that checklist that they need to do to, to one, to be, to be official. Uh, I'm not going to say legal because we're, we're not attorneys and can't give legal or tax advice, but, but we walk them through all those things that they need to do to get going. One of those one of those big pieces, especially for a, a company that might be uh, doing a brick and mortar, like a restaurant or retail operation, is they're probably going to need a business loan. And uh, we'll help them put together the business plan. We're not going to write it for them, but we're going to advise them on them, do lots of back and forth, help them with the market research, find some of that market research, um, kind of determine the feasibility. Is this a good location? Are there enough people that might be interested in uh, you know, what you're doing uh, so that you're gonna have a strong customer base We'll look at the competition? And, uh, and then a big piece is helping them develop financial projections. This is sort of the financial feasibility piece. And, and what could those, you know, first three years of uh, working in the business look like? You know, it, it really, it needs to be profitable if we're going to the bank. Uh, so we'll, we'll help them figure out how to determine some of those um, startup costs, what are the you know, ongoing monthly expenses, uh, what could their estimated revenue look like, and then we'll package it all together, take them to um, you know, uh, several lenders probably, those that we know uh, are interested in lending to their, um, it, to their industry. Uh, yeah. Let's see, what else did you ask? Yeah, you remind me, what else, what else do we need to know to, to start a business? I, I think that's, you know, that's the key piece. It's, you know, you have to be a lifelong learner and you have to be open and really coachable and, and, and willing to accept feedback, a little bit of criticism, because uh, we're going to poke holes in everything you tell us because we want to make sure you fill up those holes, right? So that you're doing everything to the best of your ability so that you'll survive and eventually thrive. Yeah, no, I love everything you just said. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, as a certified professional coach, one of the thing I, things I tell clients is you have to put in the work. You can't expect me to do the work or someone else. So would you agree with that if you're, you have to be the person putting in the oh, work, right? Absolutely. You know, that's the thing when people want us to write the business plan, it's like, hey, you're the one that's taking this to the bank. I'm not. This is your plan. You have to defend it. When they ask questions, they're not going to ask me. They're going to ask you. And so you have to understand it. You got to you gotta wade into the trenches. Uh, you know, when you start the business, you've got to be willing to, to learn about your financials and and understand that you can't just outsource it to an accountant. They're very valuable, but you have to understand what the numbers mean and, and how you can use them to uh, really change your business and, and inform your business decisions. Yeah, absolutely. That's really sound advice. So Lori, we're going to make sure that we list the information about the Capital Region SBDC under the episode narrative for today's Teddy Talks podcast so people know how to get a hold of you and your team. Oh, great. So what do you believe has been uh, the Capital Region SBGC's biggest challenge when assisting clients now during the pandemic, maybe the last year and a half? Yeah, I feel like we've gone so through so many phases. You know, it's, it's been so long, hasn't it? I it mean, has. Um, 
early in the pandemic, I mean, it was just sort of uh, emergency funding. People, people were closed and, you know, they couldn't operate normally, um, you know, especially those more volatile businesses that had brick, brick and mortars, you know, uh, the restaurant retail service businesses like salons and certainly uh, fitness businesses, event venues. Um, and, and so they were they were looking for any kind of pandemic relief. And um, well, I guess I, I should back up a little and say we're, we're funded by the U.S. Small Business Administration. So our services are free. And, and so throughout the pandemic, the, the SBA has been, uh, there is a government arm really that, that connects with small business. And uh, a lot of funding uh, came out through them. And so um, we, we helped people. I think the first thing to come out was the economic injury disaster loan. And that was a, a very low interest, very long-term loan that got people going. There was also a, a, a small advance attached that, that converted to a grant. Um, then the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, uh, came out. This was a loan that could then be forgiven so we were walking pe people through the steps to how do they apply? Then when the forgiveness period came up after they juiced all the funds, how do they apply for forgiveness? Oh, the second PPP came out and then we helped them with that as well. Um, we were also, uh, you know, we, we collaborate with, with many community organizations and, and you know, LEAP intimately, Lansing Economic Area Partnership. And uh, we work with them, Lansing Economic Development Corporation, Michigan Economic Development Corporation. There was just a, a litany of, of uh, different grant programs and we helped people to apply for those. Um, I sat on many, many of the review committees and I think I've looked at over 900 uh, grant applications in the last you know, year and a half. Um, We've also, that's sort of the financial side, but we also, you know, did a lot of counseling, coaching people like what, what should you be doing? And we advised them on how to manage their cash flow and how to work with vendors and their creditors and their landlord and really some of those emergency things that they needed to do uh, in order to figure out what, what, you know, how do I cut my expenses? And then the next thing was really some of the pivot strategies. So how can I continue making money if I can't, uh, you know, if I can't go to my Taekwondo gym, you know, how am I going to, um, how am I going to bring customers in or clients in? And, you know, so it's, it's a matter of converting, uh, you know, figuring out how to provide those services online. Um, so many people, so many people had to figure out how to do that. We saw that with restaurants, how they started doing um, curbside delivery, takeout. They came out with, you know, big box frozen family style menus, you know, cocktail kits. I mean, people were so creative, but we, we were there to help them figure all that out. And then we had some people who had specific expertise in, in COVID planning as well and, and, and help them with those COVID plans that they needed to set up in order to, um, you know, if they did have um, staff that needed to come in, um, what their plans were going to be as, you know, um, as the regulations changed.
Yeah, I, you know, it, I loved hearing all that, you know, and as you mentioned, LEAP and their, um, you know, they were helping administer some zone, you know, uh, grants and that here in the region. So I love that you guys are really involved in that as well. So, yeah, thank you again for sharing that. So what is the number one key piece of information that is needed for those who want to start their own business? What do they really need to know before they come to see Lori or your team at the SBGC? Well, the first thing is they need to have their idea ready to go because we're not going to help you come up with an idea. I mean, that's something where you need to sort of do some of that self-exploration, um, you know, do lots of research online, go to libraries, you know, figure out what might be a, a good business idea for you. Once they have the idea, you know, then they can come to us and we'll figure out are, are they ready to sit down and um, meet with a consultant or should they take some of our workshops? Because, you know, people are at varying stages of abilities and, and some are ready to just blast out of the chute and some need a lot of handholding. And so we'll figure out uh, what you need. You know, then we also assess who's the right consultant to work with that right type of business. And we have somebody who's just uh, really great at working with those newbie startups. We have somebody who works with existing businesses and um, is in fact a, a, a CPA and does uh, the majority of our loan packages. You know, I often help people with marketing. Uh, we have uh, a CARES Act consultant right now who is doing lots of strategic planning. We happen to have a, a CARES Act funded bookkeeper for the next few months as well. So um, it, it's really knowing who you are and whether you think you're ready for, you know, business ownership and coming coming with uh, that right idea. You also need to you also need to take a reality check on your finances. And and uh, if you haven't ever checked your credit score, you should do that because chances are you're going to need to get a loan. Um, and it's all going to be based on your personal credit. And you're also going to have to have some money to put in as well. Uh, a bank is probably going to want to see um, 20 to 30 uh, percent, you know, of your startup costs to be self-funded, and then they would loan that 70 uh, to 80 percent. Um, so you you really need to. Uh, you really need to think carefully about where you are and what your resources are. And then we will help you walk through that checklist and fill in, fill in a lot of those gaps. Yeah, that is great advice. And thank you for sharing that. Uh, so Lori, does the, do you guys ever have to, um, you know, on the flip side, the dark side, do you ever have to, you know, say to people, I'm sorry, but I just don't think this business is going to work. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I guess, really be truthful. Do you ever have to do that? Oh, oh we do. I mean, we, we hate to say, it, but sometimes we have to be dream killers. You know, it's, it, there are people who come to us with unrealistic expectations of their abilities or of the market, you know, or what they can achieve. You're like, well, um, you know, I, I, I could make a million dollars my first year. And like, have you ever run a business? <laughs> do you know, have you ever worked in this kind of industry? You know, and, and we do have to burst bubbles or, you know, as I mentioned, the credit score, that can be a huge thing. And, and, you know, seeing sometimes the, the crestfallen 
faces after we tell them that, you know, you need to go back and you need to work on your own financials. It's, it might take a year or two even before you're going to be ready to come back and try this. But we also try and give them options because one of the things we stress is what's, what's the small version? You can't open that restaurant right now. What can you do? Oh, could you do um, pop-up shops or not pop-up shops, but a pop-up restaurant where you, you know, find a relationship with an existing restaurant that already has the infrastructure and maybe they're closed on Sundays and you're able to go in and do something. Or you, you know, go to a, uh, like a, a food incubator, like the Allen Marketplace where you can use their kitchen and you know, maybe uh, start as a meal prep company. There are all ways to start small. And so we, we try not just to burst bubbles, but to give people options and, and some goal to work through because you know, most people uh, have the energy to, to try a business at some level, but sometimes we do have to provide that reality check. Some, some are unrealistic. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, even the way you described it is done with dignity and respect. And, you know, and sometimes people do need to hear that. I have friends who are, uh, you know, they work in you know, salons and, you know, they're stylists and they say it's always funny. People come in with a picture of Brad Pitt and say, I want to look like this, even though they look, you know, like the guy from Meatloaf. And so they said, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily work like that, that, you know, you have to find a way to say, you know, I'll do my best. But I do like the way you guys handle that. So, you know, Lori, I was, you know, again, you know, did my light stalking on the website preparing oh. for the podcast. And I saw that you guys focus on three key areas. Those are, I want to start a business. I want to grow my business and I want to sell my business. Oh. So are there other services that you provide that may fall outside of these initiatives? Well, we have, um, we have a couple of teams that work statewide. So here at the capital region, we're, we're mostly serving businesses that I'm going to say are, are on average, um, up to 10 employees. Um, and, and we have a couple of teams that work with, so first of all, we have a, a growth team and they work with growth businesses. They're also called second stage and they typically have more than 10 employees and are generating a million dollars or more in revenue. And um, this team uh, helps people to, helps businesses to uh, sort of eliminate some of the chaos, to build more value, uh, to just really better understand some of those growth drivers involved in their business. Um, we also have a technology team that works with advanced technology companies. So it's it's going to be something like life sciences, med tech, um, or maybe uh, uh, clean technology, clean energy, um, and they help uh, they help companies with their intellectual property, their patents, uh, to better understand investing, venture capital. Uh, they really help them to take a sort of scientific idea and commercialize it. So yeah, we're doing that. We also can provide export assistance when that company is ready to um, uh, not just sell in Michigan, the US, but maybe they want to begin exporting, whether that's Canada and Mexico or across the world. And, and we have a range of services and some uh, uh, certified uh, export um, 
you know, assistance that uh, we can provide as well. So yeah, we're always looking at how we can kind of optimize what we do and better address the needs of the market. You know, as things evolve, we want to evolve. Okay, so Lori, let me ask, um, what do you like most about your job? What drives and motivates Lori? Yeah, well, um, I, I think, I think it's experiencing, you know, the excitement of that small business um, and, and you get to sort of vicariously participate in, in what they're going through and, and um, you know, seeing them reach their milestones, you know, uh, conquer these hurdles can just be so uplifting, so exciting. It's been a tough, tough year this last year. So we felt a lot of the other side as well. But, um, you know, really just being there to be that support for somebody who, uh, who needs to talk to someone. It, it is, it's really lonely being at the top, whether you're that one person business or whether you're managing a full team. Uh, business owners don't always have a lot of peers to talk about um, their needs and, and their challenges. And so sometimes we're just that you know, sounding board here, here to listen and provide some advice. And, and most of us are former business owners or we run businesses. So we, we know where they have been. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, just, you know, getting to experience what they're experiencing. Yeah. I love that answer. You know, I'm thinking as you're saying about that lonely at the top, you know, that oh. saying heavy yeah. is the head that wears the crown, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I always ask my guests this question, who is someone you respect and admire and who has inspired you? Oh, who has inspired me? Boy, that's, that's a hard one. Um, boy, uh, you know, I'll just kind of think big. I'll, 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 I, I, somebody that I, I really um, appreciate in the business world is Richard Branson. And uh, he, he just, he has such a, a, an energy and um, a, a lust for life, and he tries all kinds of different things. If you've you know seen like Virgin Everything, and there have been some amazing, amazing successes, and there have been some colossal failures. There was Virgin Cola and Virgin Brides, and some really dumb stuff. But he he keeps he keeps at it and he just he loves people and has great heart and i think those are are really uh the marks of a of a true business leader you know um we see some others that you know don't seem to care as much about their people at, at all levels and um uh i i think uh i think richard branson really uh really is a is a is a great person to sort of look towards what a great uh, answer. I think yeah. and you're right. Anyone who has the confidence to say, well, I'll build my own spaceship and go take people to space. Yeah. Come on, well, really? Come on. <laughs> we, we know a few who are doing that as well. Uh, he's been working on it a long time, but it's not just, you know, space. I mean, he's been, yeah. he's been conquering all kinds of new worlds. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Lori, what is your number one or your go-to piece of advice or maybe a golden nugget that you give to others? Mm, let's think about that. 
boy. Um... See, I'm like the yeah. Connie. I'm like the Connie Chung of the podcast world. I yeah, aren't you hard, there? Yeah, those yeah, hard yeah. Questions. <laughs> Dead air. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, you, your business is not about you. Uh, you have to turn it around a hundred percent, and it's all about your customers. So every time you say I or we, you need to substitute you, you the customer, and everything you do has to be directed towards them. It's it's what it are, do the products you know align with what they care about. You know, it's not what you care about. It's what they want, and they're willing to spend money on. Are are your marketing approaches connecting with them? Are your messages connecting with them? Are you reaching them in places where they are? Everything you do is about your customer. You have to take yourself out of the equation. I think that's the most important thing to know. Wow, Lori, that's yeah. really powerful piece of advice. Thank you so much. And I agree yeah. 100%. Uh, so where do you think we're going to see Lori in the next three years? Um, well, I am still new in this director's role, so you'll probably see me still at the SBDC, but um, you're going to also see me out in the community more now as we are slowly, slowly getting out and connecting with people and getting to network again and getting to, to, um, uh, to go into more shops and participate in community events. So you're going you're gonna to see me out in the street and, and hanging out at other things now. That is great. So, Lori, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end, but I really want to thank you for joining me today on Teddy Talks. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has just been a delight. Yeah, thanks again, Lori. I have truly enjoyed our conversation and hope we will see you again on a future episode. You yeah. can find out more about Lori at teddytalks.com. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Teddy Talks. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking. Mm -hmm.